All right. Uh, you got anything on Fry Ranch or no? Frey, Frey Ranch. Frey, sorry. Can we, can we at least get the name correct? Frey Ranch. Yeah, I did my fucking studies. All right. Well, you weren't you prepared for, for your, NBA. Doesn't you mean that I don't prepared for Knob Creek. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I got to check up on you every once in a while. A podcast about bourbon and the ones who drink it. This is Bourbon Matters. Welcome to Bourbon Matters. I'm Jake. I'm Dan. And I'm Gold Eagle Jake. And tonight we are trying... Which <laughs> which way do you say it? Frey. Frey, Frey Ranch. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I, I was going to say that, and then I did... Double guess. I second guess myself. Did you just get like? What was the other pronunciation? Fry. Fry? Yeah. He was F- talking. R E Y. Fry Ranch, folks. Don't. He was just talking shit in the group chat about how smart he was because he had an MBA now, <laughs> and he can't even speak English or pronounce the words. <laughs> like. <sighs> How just, humbling is yeah. that for you? Just to realize how quickly you realize you know shit, Jake. I know. I just <laughs> totally botched my upper hand. So <laughs> moving on. Um. <laughs> yeah. How did we, uh, why, why are we talking about Frey Ranch? How did we acquire this? Yeah. So uh, these, as far as I know, uh, they're only distributed in a limited number of states. They're located in Nevada. Um, so you cannot get it in Illinois currently. Um, but our friend, uh, Nikhil was nice enough to pick up a couple of these while he was at a conference or maybe just having fun in Vegas. I don't know, but, uh, he picked up a bottle of their straight bourbon whiskey and their rye for us to sample on the show. So thanks Nikhil. We appreciate it. Um, and we're excited to try these. Yeah. So the one, like you can, they do ship to 36 states, I found out, because I was wondering where people can get it from, because the one thing I do know about them, or I know a few things about them, I guess. I'll have to explain some of the things. But I, the first time I ever saw or heard of Frey Ranch was through Facebook marketing, and I'm guessing they spend a shit ton on Facebook marketing, and they do a mm-hmm. lot of shipping, I believe. I know they you said- saw, You saw ads in Illinois? Yeah. Yep. I, I have two on Instagram. So they they ship to 36 states. I'm not sure if Illinois is one of those 36 states. It's, Illinois is normally a pain to work with. but Yeah, it, it, I'm pretty sure you can't get it here. Yeah, I'm pretty Facebook. sure you can't either, but that's weird that they would be running ads in, in Illinois then. Yeah. yeah. Um, But as Jake said, they are out of Nevada. They're actually like Tahoe area, so they're not trying. The, the thing that uh, is going to be very familiar sounding is they are a farm distillery. Um, they don't grow corn in, in the Nevada desert. They're closer to Tahoe where there actually is fertile soil and, and rain and glacier melt for irrigation. Um, they've been on the property. The bottle says established 1854. That's not the distillery. That's when the ranch was started. Um, and when you look into it, they actually started farming in Nevada 10 years before Nevada was a state. Um, 
I believe they're on their fifth generation farmers there. Now they said uh, the, the, the main or the one guy looks like he's in his forties uh, and his wife are the ones that started the distillery up on the farm. Um, they grow very similar to what we do with whiskey acres. They grow all their own grain on the farm. Uh, the one big difference is they actually malt on the farm too. Uh, they have their own malting facility there. Um, and they don't just malt barley. They also do, I was reading through some stuff. They have some malted corn, malted rye, malted oats. They do a lot of malting, but they grow everything there. They just, they distill everything there. They age everything there. Um, looks from what I saw in pictures, it looks like they are, they started selling whiskey in 2019 in the locally in 2020 is when they started selling more to Vegas and to California. Um, so very new. Yeah, they're, they're pretty new. They started to stick similar with us is they let stuff sit for about four to five years before they started selling their whiskey. Um, so they've never sourced or anything. It's just all their own farm grown stuff. Um, uh, very same thing, but I, they don't call it seed to spirit. They call it soil to spirit. I think, um, um, who is their distiller? Do they have someone that like came in or did they just kind of learn how to do it themselves? I did not the see bottle says any... it's Colby. Frey. Colby's Colby and his wife are the. Uh, owners, I'm not sure if they have a distiller there. It's they're a decent sized operation. It looks like they got a thousand gallon Vendome, still kind of similar to what we have at Whiskey Acres. Ours is 500 gallons, um, but then they also have a couple of small columns there as well. Um, so they're producing quite a bit, um, from the looks of it. I was watching one thing, they didn't say how much they produced the previous year, um but it didn't sound like they were going to change production too much to the following year. Um, I think that was 2021, 2022. So I'm not sure what their plans were for 2023. Um, But I've just been seeing a lot of the advertising for it. Um, Those are kind of the main take home points from what I saw about them. But it's, it's nice to have these. I mean, they, they go through the same things that make us unique is same things make them unique is, they have control over their own grain. They're, they're in charge of all that aspect. They, they clean it, they mill it. They, they do everything right there on site. Um, very in terms of impact to the environment, things very low impact because everything is all, all right there. Um, Yeah. Which is probably why we're featuring them on this episode. Um, you don't see many farm distilleries, especially here in the U S I mean, Mm -hmm. do we know how many there are? Does anyone I don't, know that? I don't know. I can try. I think the only two that I know is are Whiskey Acres and Frey Ranch. And I'm sure a bunch are going to pop up that I didn't think about. But it's it's very popular or very common in wine. Oh yeah, like, yeah. yeah most super most wineries yeah. own their vineyards. Um, a lot of them still do source from elsewhere the grapes, but most of them, yes, own their own vineyards and property. Um. Um, it's all and also, quick also more answer. common in Europe, probably in smaller yeah, areas. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of 
especially like if we really want to talk about farm distilling, there's a lot of backyard like brandy distilling mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's legal for like anyone in Germany to start distilling as long as it's something they grew. So that's a ton. There's a ton of people doing that. Um, it's either Germany or France, maybe. I don't know. Fact check me, whatever. I just found out we were talking about Frey Ranch two minutes before we started recording. So <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I have no research done about this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, they don't really have like a easy number that's coming up on Google. It'd probably be a little bit of a research project. Jake, you mm-hmm. finished your MBA. Go ahead and do that as your next research project yeah. for us. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't do research projects for your MBA, Dan. So nice try. No, well, you, got, you got you got time to do it now, so you might as well. You got nothing else going on in your life that you that would take any time away from you. So, um, but no, there again, like when you look at the bottle, uh, the topper is looks kind of like a like a bolt, like a big bolt on the top. Uh, I think that's what they're going for. The problem is bolts are six sided, and that's more than six sides on there. Um, it's but, heavy as shit. Yeah, it's I was like going to say, it reminds me of like a metal. castle and key topper. It's, yeah. a, it's a big, wide, and it's heavy, um, yeah. which is nice. Like it it kind of subconsciously metal. makes you think it's better quality when you take off that cap right. and it's a heavy cap and solid. Yeah. yeah. They spent a but, lot. Of, you can tell they spent some time and money on their glass because the bottle does look beautiful. It's got uh, a yeah. logo on it and things. Um, it's definitely got a nice, nice thick bottom. Uh, it's got a lot of detail in the in the glass uh the bottom says Frey ranch estate five generations of farming nevada when they're established and then their slogan around the like rim of the bottom so yeah yeah really really nice bottles but yeah i i mean i've only really seen stuff on facebook for probably the last few months which Obviously, if they're expanding in things, um, makes sense. They do. I did see they do have like one really pretty Rick House that looks very like the old style Kentucky way of holding barrels in, in the wood racks. Mm-hmm. Um, and they built it inside of a barn. But it looks like they went, they built that as a really nice showpiece. And then everything else is vertically aged uh, on pallets, mm-hmm. which is fine. Um, I don't, I, I mean, you, I've seen more and more of that in Kentucky. Um, but it's it's kind of more new age, um, just to chime in about the palette aging, um, Diageo, who is one of the, I would say big three names in the liquor world. Um, they did a whole study on palette aging versus traditional rickhouse aging. And their conclusion was there was absolutely no difference in the taste of the whiskey. Um, and it's much safer and, uh, space efficient to age on palates. Yeah, and it is way easier um, to use forklifts. Around. Yeah, we just use forklifts. Mm-hmm, just stack them right on there. Um, I guess you get like the same amount of surface area, so there's really no no difference. But yeah, yeah. So it's I think they I think they made that nice one looked made it look real pretty, and then they realized probably how big of a pain in an ass it is to do everything the old style uh, in the old ricks, and they're like, you know what, this makes a lot more sense. Let's do it this way. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is perfectly fine because the, the yeah. ricks look much cooler. Nobody, yeah. nobody's gonna deny that. Like, yep, you walk into a distillery, that's what you expect. It's kind of a bummer when you walk in and you see them all stacked on pallets, even though it really doesn't matter. 
and, and then Jake would be mad because when you're having on pallets and stuff, you definitely don't need a drill to drill in to be able to get stuff out. Like mm-hmm. it just ruins Jake's whole experience on things. But, <laughs> um, but no, so oh, we oh, lost Jake. We lost Jake. Speaking that's, of Jake, that's never good. Oh, were you speaking of me? Yeah, that's not good. No, at all. not you're. You're still here. Mm-hmm. Mr. Research Project is gone. Uh, what were you saying before we were rudely interrupted? Um, we were talking about how when you walk in and the barrels are on pallets yeah. instead of a rick, it's a little bummer, but it really doesn't matter. And it makes it much yep. harder to, or you can't, there's really no reason to drill because you can just pop the bung off the top um, or just go right in from the top and thief out the whiskey. Yeah. But, uh, but no, it looks like a pretty large distillery. Like I said, I wish I knew what the volume they were doing is. Um, they do mainly Craft bourbon distillery, obviously. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. under what was the threshold that we talked about a couple episodes, plug oh, episode 65 ish. I thought it was like, was it? No, it was like 750,000 proof gallons. Or 750,000 gallons Some, or less. Yeah, it was something like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. It was, mm-hmm. it, was an, it was an obnoxiously large number. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, they're still craft, uh, by, probably by quite a ways. Um, it looks like mainly bourbon and rye. They're, they do a lot of experimental stuff right now, too. Um, it seems like they're doing a lot with oat. Uh it sounds like they have a five grain with oat on it. They have some malted oat stuff they're doing. Um, it sounds like a lot of that isn't meant to hit the mainstream market. That's all just going out of the distillery doors uh, for when people are there. And I'm sure they're getting feedback to see if anything they want to do is start producing more. I'm yeah, they, There was a lot I saw with oat, which is making me think that they probably grow a lot of oat and probably have a good oat growing environment yeah. uh, out there if they're pushing that because... Obviously, you can grow all, like you can grow all these grains basically anywhere with a temperate climate that you want to. But certain grains grow better and better in certain microclimates uh, than others. So I'm just guessing we're seeing a lot of oat that they must have a pretty good oat crop out there, uh, and they're trying to figure out other ways to incorporate that into the distillery. Which, 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 if that's true, and I'm sure it is, like I'm sure they have always grown oat. Um, I mean, that's what you need to do, you know, to stand out as a distillery, you need to do something different and they're jumping on what they know, um, Mm. and what they've probably done or else I don't, I don't see why they would start doing all this experimentation with oat. Um, so props (laughs) on them on sticking to what they know and doing something to help them stand out against all these other, uh, craft distilleries that are starting up. Not that being a farm distillery isn't already enough, Right. Um, but maybe that's why there's a lot of hype and excitement on Frey Ranch, because I know I've gotten at least five or six requests in the store for it, um, even though they're not even in the state yet. God, Facebook marketing, man. I don't know. I haven't seen any Facebook ads yet, and I see ads for everything. So maybe it's because you're so close to Iowa, you're getting those ads spilling <laughs> close over. Close to but... Iowa? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. You were just down here the other week. I know it's far out there. I'm already pretty far west from Chicago, and you're another 50 minutes. I, I love you guys. You're like 30 miles west of Chicago, and you think you're in Iowa. Like your concept <laughs> of the state is just 
so great. <laughs> God, I was down in the south suburbs yesterday. Might as well have been in Alabama. <laughs> For real. Jesus. I mean, that would explain the ads. Jake, are you getting ads for Frag Ranch? Yeah, I am. Ah, come on. You're supposed to say no. Oh, and he's farther east than you, Jake. <laughs> I know. God. This is like Roberto all over again. Who said, where do you think I was? Like somewhere out in Kentucky or uh, Kansas or Oklahoma yeah. or wherever. <laughs> and that was when I was in Island Lake. Jesus. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, let's dive into the bourbon. Um, so it's a four grain mash bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, you, do you want me to read they, Give you the they, information on it? They've got it on the bottle. Oh, nice. Uh, so it's 66.6 yellow dent corn, 10% winter wheat, 11.4% winter rye, and 12% two-roll barley malted on site. Mm-hmm. So it's... Tell uh, us about that corn, Dan. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the normal, basic bitch corn, right? It's the normal corn. It's your normal <laughs> corn, which you'd see whenever, you know, whenever you're about... Well, if you're driving from Jake's house to Jake's house, you're going to go buy some cornfields because Gold Eagle Jake lives almost almost to uh, Wyoming with as far west as he is from the city. For, further out than Island Lake, but not as far <laughs> as DeKalb out there. No. Eh, not too much farther. You're about straight north of me there, bud. <laughs> um, yeah, a little west. Yeah, a little. Um, so, yeah, so yeah, I mean... I, the, the corn is just normal field corn, yellow dent field corn. That's what the majority of, of whiskeys are made out of. That's what our bourbon is made out of as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So, yeah, it, uh, I haven't tasted it yet. I'm just nosing it. Um, but, like, the I, and like I, I don't think this is the, the most accurate description, but it's the first thing that popped in my mind. Uh, it, it kind of smells like Christmas to me. <laughs> I don't know why. What messed up Christmas do you go to? Did you have gin in your glass before this? No. But it, it <laughs> smells like... It smells like butter cookies. Yes. That's what it is. Like butter cookies in like a tin that you get at yes. Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like no frosting, just straight little circular. The ones that you put on yeah. your fingers. You yeah. know? Like like the ones that come in the cheap gift baskets you get when someone wants to get you a gift basket. I'm exactly. talking about the, yeah the old the old butter cookies the ones you find in your grandmother's cookie jar. Yeah, and you stick yeah. them on your fingers. They're like little rings. Yeah, that's what it kind of smells like. Mm-hmm. About breaking and teeth also when like, you bite in. Definitely a little fruit too. Yeah, I was gonna say I I get a lot of the fruit notes on it. Mm-hmm. Um. This is what this was ninety proof, and yes. four years. I think they said a lot of their first stuff is actually closer to is more of an average of five years, because they were going to release it after four years, and the bottle took longer to get, so oh. <laughs> stuff sat mm-hmm. for longer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I get the fruit of your nose, the apple. There's kind of like that black currant almost in it. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say like a little bit of berry. It's more like a. It's not like Granny Smith apple though. It's like a. It's like a red apple of some sort. And then I kind of get a little spice on the back of the palate and more on the finish. So that's probably your Christmas coming yeah. through right there, full circle. 
Yeah, um, that's it's that's good. probably I mean, the uh, I mean, because like this is pretty decent rye and uh, wheat combined. Well, I mean, even mm-hmm. the malted barley is pretty high content. Yeah, um, I mean, so I, I think, was gonna say it almost like reminds me of a lighter version of old elk. The four grain old elk, yeah. No, just the oh, just the regular, just the standard. I mean, yeah, I guess maybe like a combination of the four grain and the standard, but the high barley content, um, mm. just with how mm. like mm-hmm. mellow the palate is, um, and I think that's where that fruit is coming in. Yeah. So I get some of the grain on the palate. Um, not saying this in a bad way because it's a similar flavor profile that we have. You get kind of a little bit of a dusty cornish uh, note on the palate, mm-hmm. um, which is the grain it's, coming out there a little bit. It's definitely uh, tempered a bit because um, you can definitely taste the rye and the wheat. Um, I'm trying to pick pick up the barley note like by itself, but I'm mostly getting the corn, the rye and the wheat. There's a little bit of that. Like the, the wheat is a little spicy, but it's, it's like slightly different than the rye spice. Jake, I think when you said old elk, I'm not saying this is a similar flavor profile, but it has a similar feeling where it's as easy or drinking whiskey. I mean, it's a pretty quick finish. It doesn't stick around too long. Um, it's not, it's not an offensive flavor at all. It's just a light, easy drinking whiskey. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I guess, it. I guess like the body or the just general vibe, it kind of reminds me of the old elk. Um, cause you, you really do. I taste a lot of that malt, a lot of that barley. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And I mean, this is, again, this is a four year bourbon, um, which, uh, you know, is pretty obviously young for a bourbon. And I kind of cheated a little bit and I tasted their rye and I think their rye is a lot better. So that gives me hope that the bourbon is going to only improve uh, once it hits that six, seven year mark. <laughs> didn't you guys cheat the other week on knob 18 too? Yeah, I didn't. Jake did. But this was an accidental I cheat. I told you literally <laughs> like 30 minutes before this podcast, I asked my girlfriend to give me a blind pour and she never pulls from my sample bottles, only from full bottles. But this time she happened to pick a Frey Ranch and it was the rye. Um, and I really, really enjoyed it. I was all over the place on my guesses, but that's because I'd never had Frey Ranch before. Um, and I guess we'll talk about the rye a little bit more in a second. But that's kind of fate that she just happened to grab the little sample of Frey Ranch and poured it. And I didn't even know we were going to talk about this tonight. I'm the only honest person on the podcast. And if that's the case, that's not saying much about the honesty of our podcast. (laughs) Are you you saying that wasn't true? No, I'm just saying you cheated. Jake cheated the week before. I'm the only honest God. Are we supposed to get on here and and taste it for the first time together? We get everything else. We do everything else for the first time. (laughs) Oh, do we? (laughs) Are we planned? Like, we get it as we get in the did you uh, did you not taste the seven year before the whiskey acres podcast well it was at work (laughs) the only honest person here i'm sorry i put the people that pay me to do my job 
to do my job in front of the podcast. I'm sorry about that. All right, that. so we all had one moment where we cheated a little bit. <laughs> all right, so uh, any, like, impressions, overall impressions on the bourbon before we jump over to the rye? Um, I'm going to say from the bourbon, um, going back to the craft episode, you can tell it's a newer, smaller distillery by the flavor profile because it's not quite there yet. It's not bad. It's not offensive. Um, it's a good starting point. But, I mean, this is one of their first releases. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to dive in and see if I can't find out who their master distiller is or if it is the owner. Um but same thing with us and all new distilleries is it takes a little bit to keep tweaking um, after you taste it. I think it's, you can tell it's from the bourbon, you can tell it's craftier, um, but I think it's got a good base. I, I think it's a solid whiskey um, through yeah, and through. I don't think it's, it's definitely not underdeveloped and they definitely didn't rush and put something out too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think there's a ton of room for improvement and this is a really solid base. And I do think uh, it's going to be cool to go back and taste this in two, three years and see how far they've come. Because um, I think their stuff is only going to get better and better as they start layering in some older stuff and start tweaking a few things here and there with their mash bill and their uh, barrels. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Um, it's very smooth, very easy drinking. Um, the grains definitely shine through. Um, I am not really a fan of four grain whiskey in general. I, I, it's just like too flat in flavor for me a lot of times. Um, but like this one's pretty, pretty good. Um, if somebody was looking for something really smooth, really, really easy, I'd probably offer them this. Looking, looking through LinkedIn, there's a guy that works at Frey Ranch, Frey Ranch with the name of Russell Wetlake, whose title is VP of Operations, Master Distiller, Certified Crop Advisor, and Maltster. Hmm. So like any small business, wears mm-hmm. a lot of hats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, props to him. Yeah. Like, uh, what's your title? Assistant Distiller, Inventory Specialist, um, Logistics Manager. <laughs> Yeah. Basically, what what, what I started shop out as my supervisor. Last yeah, I, I don't do anything over there. The girls that handle that side. The you did last Friday, you liar. I for a special event for YouTube, which required zero work or effort on my part. I made I made a stupid little thing in five minutes on Google Sheets to try to mimic your tasting mats for your blind tastings, and that was my that was my input for that. So. All right. No, so I, I don't want to do anything on the visitor center side. The three ladies that run that do a fantastic job. I stay out of their hair. So I was nose on the rye. This is the one rye. that I got given to blind, and um, I knew it was lower improved because I could tell by the color, and it, it wasn't really offensive on the nose. And I thought it was eagle rare, and actually, after I tasted it too. Um, it tasted like a Bacta bottle that I have. That's like a, it's a blend of rye whiskey and Armagnac. Ooh, so I, I can see the Armagnac on the nose. Yeah. I got a ton yeah. of fruit on this one and it, it tasted finished. Um, which is, which is weird. Cause this is a straight rye, right? Mm-hmm. 
100 percent right. It almost tasted like yeah. a Calvados finish <clears throat> or some kind of brandy influence on the finish. Um or that or that there was a brandy finish of some sort. Yeah, so to me, uh I agree with, with your with your notes on the nose. The only thing that like tells me that this is a rye in any way is like there's that little bit of like mint kind of smell or like mm-hmm. uh, I mean you on the yeah that's that's impressive yeah. that you picked it up on the nose because I get it I don't really get it on the nose but on the palate more um, the nose kind of is more like bourbon forward to me it's a little sweeter but then when yeah. as soon as I sip it you get a little bit of that dill a little bit of that mint um, and then definitely a little bit of that spice that you would get from a rye whiskey um, but still a ton of fruit. Um, and I would like, if you told me this was a rye finished in Armagnac barrel, I'd say, yeah, that's spot on. Great job mm-hmm. with the finish. I yeah. will say that I get a lot of dill on the palate and on the finish on this one. And hmm. that's not the rye flavor that I enjoy. That's um, interesting. I don't get that at all. I, I definitely picked up on the dill. That was the dill and the mint were like the first two things that I got. I, I'm trying to get the mint since you guys said that. I am not. I, it's just I am not good with dill, <laughs> and it's cutting through. And is the first thing I noticed. I'm having a hard time blocking it out mentally now. Um, but again, rye's aren't my favorite, and I get man on the nose. I'm picking it up now even too. It's it's in my head. I got to clear my head. But uh, this isn't, so far, this isn't the style of rye that I enjoy. But there's yeah, a limited I, amount of rye that I enjoy. To me, it's it's a lot of mint. Um, I'm not getting not getting the dill. Um, it, it almost reminds me of like menthol. Oddly. Um, I don't know why. But that's kind of what it it like is. It just in my it just head. has that like herby vibe, like herby, mm. minty, dilly, maybe rosemary. Like just went out to the garden and rubbed your hands through a bunch of different crops and then smelled them, and it's just kind of like a mesh of a bunch of different herbs. And yeah, but I mean, I, I'm getting a lot of like bourbony kind of flavors too. Yes, like there's yes. definitely some like vanilla and like yeah complemented mm-hmm. by a lot of sweetness and definitely a lot of fruit um and uh that's why i mean i mm. i want to go get that bakta bottle because i think this tastes almost identical to what i remember of that bottle and it is a blend of rye whiskey and armagnac um now i'm getting the dill are you? Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I am. That's I'm getting it like right at the far, far back of the palate, and it just sitting mm-hmm. there, and it's 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 not sitting well with me because of that. This isn't anything against their rye. This is just the rye, the style of rye that I I don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still not nearly as bad as the piggyback uh, that we did a long, long, long time ago. Um, yeah, this isn't. I'm having troubles with this one um, in terms of enjoying it. I will back that up by saying that I really enjoy this and I like it a lot better than their bourbon. 
Um, and the more I sip on this, the more I'm noticing different notes that I like and the flavor kind of lingers. But I can definitely see where Dan's coming from because we, we talk about this all the time with there's just so many there's so many different styles of rye and this definitely falls into like that dilly minty herby rye mm -hmm. where that can be very offensive to some people. Um, so I'm not this this for sure isn't the rye for everyone. But if you do kind of like that herby, earthy, minty rye, then I think you should seek this bottle out. And what is, uh, yeah. do we know like what the MSRP is on these? They're all around 50 bucks, I believe. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think so. For to bottle, I would say that's, this, these are completely worth it. Um, I would say grab a bourbon to save and taste, you know, how compared to how their bourbon's going to be in a couple of years. But this rye is drinking great right now. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Um, I'm not picky about my my types of rye. Um, I think uh, it's definitely not in the same area as like the MGP rye. Um, it's more. Uh, it kind of reminds me of the Blom Brothers rye a little bit, um, but the it's the Blom Brothers isn't this like er herby. Um, Blom Brothers I think is a little more peppery. But uh, I, I it, this is good. I, I do enjoy this rye. It's pretty, pretty nice. It's That's at a hundred proof, and I probably um, so I think that helps it a yeah. bit. Yeah, it was bib, wasn't it? Where's sure your bottle gone? Um. Oh yeah, it is. Oh cool. Yeah. <clears throat> And I, and I should add too, like part of the reason why I really like this is because it is very unique and different than most rye that I have had. Um, it, it, and it kind of reminds me of uh, this old elk eight year sour mash single barrel that we just picked that we're supposed to get uh, in a couple weeks just from the fruit nice presence of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you like that? You better get this episode on air. <laughs> um, but no, we, we picked that old elk barrel just because of how off profile and how fruity and unique it was. And this definitely reminds me of that. Um, like that old elk barrel tastes like it was finished in Armagnac. That's what I think of when I tried this rye. Mm -hmm. So if you do... Uh, or if, if you are interested in buying Frey Ranch, the rye, or the bourbon, um, it looks like Caskers has Illinois availability on it. Yeah, just wait. Hmm. Just uh, wait a couple months. Gold Eagle will get it. We can just buy it. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. I mean, I would um, assume if they're selling online in Illinois, it's only a matter of time before they get into the state. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> Got to start lobbying. Yeah. If you can't wait, go ahead, buy online, but, you know, we got plenty of whiskey in stock right now. You can tide yourself over until the Freight Ranch stuff comes. <laughs> if you can, support a small local business. Go to Gold Eagle. Yeah. Thank mm -hmm. you, Dan. Got you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I I have, I, I, this is exciting. I'm excited to see what, uh, some of their other stuff and to see how their stuff continues to, to grow. Um I said, I think the bourbon for me has a really good base to it. Uh, I think it's a really good starter bourbon. It's not, I, I, I would, it's not that I, I would drink this um, without hesitation. Uh, the rye, just not my style, nothing against the, them at all. 
Um, I am a big fan of what they're doing with the farm distillery side of things. Uh, since I get to uh, work at one every day, it's nice to see more people that have the same passion for the agriculture side of it. Um, and then learn the whiskey side and continue to, to make and get, get better and better and better. But, uh, looks like a nice, cool facility to go out and visit too. So, um, if you're out in Tahoe area, I would say it'd probably be worth a visit. Yeah. Yeah. I've got some family out there next time I go out there, which hopefully is going to be this winter to snowboard. I'm going to have to hit that up. I don't think they have a ski in like you can at uh, uh yeah that's fine that's all right i can do the <laughs> distillery one day i'll do the mountains the next day make sure to do the mountains before the distillery so you don't sunny bono yourself um i won't don't worry i'm pretty experienced guys <laughs> <laughs> anything else on on the fray ranch side of things guys no i think uh Jake summed it up pretty well. They're both, uh, I think, worth worth the price. Yeah. Um, especially if if you're if you or someone you know is looking for something that's you know a uh, little bit lower proof for the bourbon, easy drinking, and if you're looking for something really interesting with the rye, they're like they're both really good options. Yeah, and I mean to talk about the farm to bottle thing again. I, I always think that's super cool. Um, you know, it's one thing to know how to distill. It's one thing to know how to grow the crops for one place to do it all under one roof at one location, I think is very impressive. Um, so I think that, that definitely added to how much I enjoyed these just for the fact that they grew everything and then distilled it and then let it age all just with them all hands on, um, I think is pretty cool. So, yep. Nice. All right. Well, on that note, Jake, uh, I know it's not at Gold Eagle now, but if people want to see what else they can buy in the meantime. Yep. GoldEagleWine.com. We stream our whole inventory. What would, whatever we have in store shows up online. So um, you can buy and uh, get delivery within 15 miles or we'll hold it forever until you can make it in and pick it up. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Gold Eagle Wine and Facebook at Gold Eagle Spirits. And I think that is enough for Gold Eagle. Nice. Jake, where can they listen? You can listen to us on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can watch us on Spotify or YouTube. You can find us on Instagram at Bourbon Matters. Um, and then you can email us at Bourbon Matters Podcast. No, just bourbon matters at Gmail. Jesus, I'm having a rough day. <laughs> you can go to our website, www.bourbonmatterspodcast.com. That's where www.bourbonmatterspodcast.com. <laughs> nobody nobody includes the there, www, www anymore. Yeah. Come on. Whatever. Go to bourbonmatterspodcast.com. <laughs> How many episodes do you want to do today? Jeez. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, this right, is uh, part one of two episodes we had for record tonight, mm -hmm. so this is going nice. to be fun. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that was fun. I'll enjoy trying farm distilleries all the time, so that was nice. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is cool. definitely cool um, to see another one. Yeah. All right. Cheers, guys. All right. Cheers. Cheers.